0: Simon, who's the oldest, kept saying, I can't believe nobody would want this dog. How could somebody not want this dog?
1: I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today on Dog Words, I'm joined by my wife, Dawn, to help me tell the story of a dog no one wanted, who became the inspiration for a foundation that helps other dogs like her find their forever family. In each episode of Dog Words, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love this podcast. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Use your favorite podcast service to subscribe, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. If this is your first visit to DogWords, please check out archived episodes at rosyfund.org and on many of the podcast services. Please follow Rosie Fund on Facebook and Instagram, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. We need subscribers. You'll have access to all of our videos, including some exclusive content. More subscribers means more exposure for the shelter dogs we feature. Just search for Rosie Fund on YouTube or use the link at rosiefund.org. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Before we tell you about Rosalita Patients, here's an update on an opportunity for you to help the hardworking members of Kansas City's service industry who have been impacted by the steps taken to stop the spread of COVID-19. A few weeks ago on Dog Words, our guest, Bar-K co-founder Labe Dodal, told us about the KC Serves t-shirt that was being designed as a fundraiser for service industry workers. This one-of-a-kind t-shirt is now ready for sale with all money raised going into an emergency fund for KC Service Industry employees in need of a helping hand during this time. To order your t-shirt featuring the logos of 20 iconic local bars and restaurants, go to barkdogbar.com slash KC Serves or use the link in this episode's description. Each week I say, welcome to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. We talk about what Rosie Fund is, but we haven't talked much about who was Rosie, the inspiration for Rosie Fund. So today, I am joined by my wife, Dawn Hatterman, and we are going to tell the story of Rosalita Patience Hatterman. Well, Dawn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Phil. Where to begin with Rosie? I think probably... Starting before Rosie, when we were, when you were getting employee evaluations at, <laughs> uh, when you worked for the college.
0: Yes. Uh. Well, and even before that, every once in a while, I would suggest that maybe we should get a dog because Phil is kind of the dog whisperer that dogs gravitate to fill. So we've lived vicariously through friends' dogs. And his response was always, we don't have a fence. We like to travel. Wouldn't be fair for the dog. So we did that for quite a few years.
1: And we both grew up on farms. So we were used to having a dog that could roam free. Yes. Not a house dog.
0: Yes, we did not have animals in our home. It did get to a point of one of my evaluations by my boss included that my life was incomplete because I didn't have a
1: dog. That was the one point that I was to work on for the year. We did not immediately respond by running out and getting a dog, but we did volunteer at KC Pet Project. They had recently opened their new location in Zona Rosa. We volunteered walking dogs, socializing dogs, cleaning kennels, helping out a little bit with cats, but primarily our focus was on the dogs. And it was heartbreaking at times how a sweet dog could get overlooked because of its breed or its age or medical condition, and you would come in day after day, week after week, wondering why wasn't that dog finding its forever home. And part of you knows that people don't come in looking for that kind of dog, typically. We considered fostering, mainly because one of the managers at the Zona Rosa location suggested we fill out the paperwork and become dog fosters. Once we were approved for that, we get contacted by Sarah Gillette saying, There's this dog, Rosie, who needs a home where she can get heartworm treatment. She's been in the shelter for eight months. She's a senior pit with cropped ears, and she is antisocial with other dogs. So the shelter environment's not good for her. Having not met this dog at all, we said, sure, we can do that. I go to pick her up. That's the first time we meet her, and she is just this darling of a dog. Yes, in the kennel, she looked very anxious. Get her out of the kennel, and she is barking at the other dogs quite aggressively. Not happy at all that there are other dogs in the main shelter. If you're a regular listener to the show, you've heard other dog fosters talk about how well you are taken care of by The Foster Department at KC Pet Project, they make sure you have dog food and bowls and kennels and blankets and everything you need. So they're setting us up with everything we need for me to take Rosie home. And they admit, we don't know if she does well in a car. We put her in the car. I've shared this story before on on Dog Words. She was absolutely content in the back of the SUV just to sit there and watch the traffic go by and not have to be pestered by other dogs. And as soon as I got her home, I brought her into the house, and she rolled onto her back and showed me her belly. So that was our introduction to Rosie for me. Do you remember your first interaction with Rosie?
0: Well, I just remember coming home from work, and there she was. And her personality really shined, and I guess that's
1: what made us fall in love with her. She had beautiful brindle coat, beautiful brown eyes. If there weren't other dogs around, just the sweetest disposition. Kids, friends, and nieces and nephews could climb all over her, and she would just tolerate it completely. When we would babysit, she would just sit and watch the baby's bassinet and alert adults if there was any fussing at all, she would sit on our deck or in our yard and watch the neighbor's kids across the creek. We had a tree-lined creek that she would sit so she could see through gaps in the trees and just watch those kids play and went on high alert if one of them screamed or cried waiting for an adult to come out and attend to that.
0: Yes, she was very much a nanny dog. Actually, we had some friends visiting with their kiddos, Simon and Violet, who were probably four and six at the time, maybe. And they were just so enamored with her. And Simon, who's the oldest, kept saying, I can't believe nobody would want this dog. How could somebody not want this dog?
1: We felt the same way and feel the same way about so many dogs.
0: Yes. And uh, she quickly got into a routine, having not had indoor pets before and I'm a little bit of a neat freak. So
1: having a kennel was really important. And because she was getting heartworm treatment, we're supposed to keep her calm and in a controlled environment. So we you know, we have to get her in her kennel overnight and when we're not home, obviously we have to have her all kenneled up for her own protection.
0: But yes, but it was also, for me, a household thing of making sure, oh, she's not on the furniture, and she's staying calm, and she would kennel herself at night if she needed to go outside, she really, I I guess because we'd put her in a routine of letting her out pretty frequently throughout the day. She would go out and do her business. She didn't beg at the table. She had her routine for her meals. She had her routine for her little frozen pumpkin treats that we started making for her. Those were the things that were consistent for her. And then she would kennel herself at night. And Before we,
1: would- we were even getting ready for bed, she would decide it's time to go to bed and she would get up and go get in her kennel.
0: Yes, yes. And that was actually in our dining room. She was, uh, her kennel was in the dining room and our bedroom was upstairs and she'd kennel herself at night and we'd shut the door. And I don't know at what point we finally realized we really probably don't need to shut the door because she is so regimented with her routine. She made fostering a dog very easy.
1: We were supposed to have her for four to six weeks because that's how long the heartworm treatment takes where you have to keep the dog calm. We had some unexpected travel come up during that time. Pet Project didn't know what she was like traveling since they didn't even know what she would be like in a car. So that was just a roll of the dice.
0: She obviously was a seasoned traveler <laughs> that she knew. Or what's... just good natured, <laughs> Or good nature. Very natured. adaptive. She, But she seemed to know what an elevator is that we took her to a hotel and seemed quite knowledgeable about you get into an elevator and you turn around and you wait Mm -hmm. for the doors to open again. (laughs) Yes,
1: you push this button, wait for the doors to slide open to get on and knew all the etiquette for being in an elevator. Was perfectly well behaved in a hotel, better than people we heard (laughs) in neighboring rooms. I think all the trips we took with her, I only heard her bark once in a hotel, and that's when somebody went down the hallway with a dog that had lots of tags and chains and stuff jingling, and that concerned her a little bit.
0: Yes. And another outing that we had with her was taking her to Omaha with us for seeing family for Easter, and putting her in our nephew's backyard, which was fenced in, just keeping an eye on her while their dog was inside. Kona was inside so we kept them separate.
1: And Kona is about the same size as her, maybe a little bigger and had never gotten out of their yard so they said you know, our yard is secure.
0: And keeping an eye on her, and then all of a sudden looking out the kitchen window and not seeing her, and we go out thinking, well, she's just around the corner of the house, and she's not. Then I'm in panic mode, thinking we've lost a foster dog in another state,
1: (laughs) and everyone is out looking for her. We had parked down the street so that our car could be in the shade, and someone finally spotted her. She was sitting by the car.
0: So evidently that is the the plan. When the family gets separated, we meet back at the car.
1: <laughs> so somehow she had gotten out, and she was not a leaper. She had kind of a bum hip. Not going into the theories about how she got out, it was still very disconcerting, but then a great deal of relief when we found her. And we realized we're not going to send her back to the shelter. We don't want her to go back into that state of anxiety and being an antisocial dog. So we had a contractor build a fence. We officially adopted her on May 5th after picking her up at the end of February. Yes. Yes. Expecting to have her four to six weeks. Now she's become our forever dog. We're her forever family. She never really got over her antisocial behavior with other dogs. When we would go for walks, we would anticipate where we knew there were dogs in other yards. And so we would walk on the other side of the street, pick up the pace so that she would be moving forward instead of stopping to fixate on the dogs. If we saw dogs coming from the other direction, we would turn around or just turn at the next intersection before we encountered those dogs. But there were a couple dogs where she seemed to tolerate, if not have a little affection for, that maybe she just got used to them on our route. There were also a couple dogs at a boarding facility at the vet we go to. They were employees' dogs. They weren't comfortable, nor were we, turning her loose with clients' dogs. But they would let her into the play area, and then they brought out Rocky and Quint, a kind of lab shepherd mix and a St. Bernard. Rocky was a very calm but assertive alpha male. She quickly accepted him, and he vouched for Quint, so that was okay. There were Australian Shepherd puppies one time on the other side of the fence that they let a mama out, new mama with her puppies. She went right over to that fence, wagging her tail, loved those puppies, was very sweet, but for the most part, just had to keep her away from other dogs.
0: And that was fine for us. We're somewhat of a quiet household introverted household and barcade Bar- didn't exist yet <laughs> yes barcade did not exist and yes and and because of Rosie's personality we never thought about going
1: to dog parks so we kept her away from other dogs but she got along with people as we mentioned she was great with kids immediately warmed up to people she had a blood chilling bark that she would unleash whenever somebody came to the door, but once you let that person in, she would run and get a toy that she'd have to show off her toy for the person who's servicing our furnace or putting down our new floor. She just absolutely loved the crew that came in and ripped up the carpet and put down a new floor in that house. That quickly warmed up to everybody and became so much a part of our household that a little over a year into having her, my parents said they would like to take a trip to visit my brother and his family in Kentucky. We're in Kansas City. My parents said, you make all the arrangements and find a place for us to stay, figure out what travel is going to be, if we need to rent a vehicle, whatever. It'll be your sister, us, you, and Rosie. They knew that we... And Dawn. And (laughs) Dawn. Well, that was the you. Oh. (laughs) It was the plural you. That they knew we probably would not go if they did not include Rosie. She was absolutely great on this road trip that was a two-day drive. We had to stop for the humans more than we had to stop for her. Matter of fact, there were several stops for humans where she didn't want to get out of the car. I've got my comfortable hammock and pillows in the back seat, and I can look out the window when I want to. Why are we even stopping? Yeah. The house we stayed at was large, but it had an open floor plan. There was a Bedroom in the basement, bedroom on the ground floor. The upstairs had kind of a balcony, more than a catwalk, but it seemed like that when you're down in the living room. That extended across the house to bedrooms on either side that you could look down to the living room from that landing between the two bedrooms. When it got bedtime for Rosie, she would go upstairs and lay there and just watch everyone down in the living room. Then once we went to bed... She would make...
0: She would make the rounds. She would make the rounds and she go would, to
1: each bedroom. My parents, each night, would try to lure her into their bedroom. You can sleep with us. But no, she would just check on each bedroom and then end up in ours to go to bed. She was a Australian cattle dog, pit mix, and that was, the I think, the cattle dog in her that I have to check the perimeter, make sure everything's locked down, and then I can go to sleep. She was great on the trip there, great on the trip back. The only issue that we had there was the same issue we had at home, which is does not like thunderstorms or fireworks. And a thunderstorm blew through at home. We knew when she would go into the closet in the master bedroom and start pawing at the floor, because eventually we moved her bedroom upstairs, not into our room.
0: No, we moved her into the den across the hall.
1: (laughs) And made a nice den for her there. That wasn't a kennel, but it was a nice den for her. But she would come out of there, walk past our bed, and go into the master closet and start pawing at the floor trying to make a nest. If we knew thunderstorm was coming, we would have a blanket down for her so she could make her nest. We lived in a neighborhood that had lots of fireworks, not just on 4th of July, but on the month leading up to 4th of July, Any special occasion. Football game. Anytime the Chiefs won, the Royals won. Fireworks. So we were prepared for those things.
0: We figured out that going to a drive-in movie on the 4th of July was a good way to avoid the
1: fireworks in the neighborhood. So we did that the second 4th of July we had, or the first 4th of July, we just went for a long drive out in the country. When we got back from the trip to Kentucky, we'd been back a few weeks. That was late summer. We noticed that she had a growth on her stomach, concerned that we should probably biopsy that. Tests came back negative, but she never bounced back 100% from the surgery. And our theory is that her internal organs were weak because she had been found abandoned in a backyard. She was 60 pounds at her healthy weight. She was 40 pounds when they'd found her in this yard, and she had been turned into KC Pet Project. No one knows how long she was there, but certainly long enough to become malnourished, dehydrated, eating who knows what. So the surgery was probably hard on her, and she was just getting old. And it got to the point where she stopped eating, stopped drinking, stopped urinating and defecating. We took her to the vet. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with her other than her numbers for her liver function were poor. After a few days of trying different meds, they had us take her to intensive care. We checked her into intensive care, but we would go to visit her every couple hours. Occasionally, uh, Having renewed bouts of hope. But ultimately, after about four and a half days, we get a call in the middle of the night that she was in cardiac arrest. What measures would we like them to take? And we said, She's ready to go. We'll be right there. She's suffering, and we'd already considered the option that we'd been given of taking her to Denver for treatment of her kidneys, which were now also failing which just seemed like a losing battle. So this was a decision for her not to suffer anymore.
0: And We lived just really less than five minutes away from Blue Pearl, so we were there in just a few minutes to be with her when she passed.
1: That was 2 o'clock in the morning, the day of the Royals World Series Celebration Parade. We got home, watched lots of videos.
0: We'd taken a lot of pictures of her and a lot of videos of her and started uploading those to Facebook as a way to help us go through our grieving process that, I don't know, as though we should have been surprised (laughs) that... Losing her was so difficult.
1: We were gathering up her toys and blankets, her clothes and her dishes to uh, get ready to donate to Casey Pet Project because we decided we're not going to go through (laughs) this again. (laughs) Yes. Then had a nice little break as we watched the Royals parade. And when it was over, we decided let's just go pay our bill at Blue Pearl That it's is gonna be several thousand dollars, but we can afford this, let's take care of it so we don't get an invoice a month from now and having to have that wound reopened. We show up at Blue Pearl. Of course, they recognized us immediately because we'd been there every couple hours for the previous four or five days. They pulled out her folder And as I'm pulling out my credit card, they say, Rosie had lots of friends. It's been taken care of. We have lots of theories on who covered it. We're sure it's not Blue Pearl because they knew we had the resources to pay the bill that it was, we're guessing, the generosity of someone associated with the KC Pet Project or one of our many friends Who knew how special she was, not only to us, but to the staff and volunteers. Because again, she'd been at Casey Pet Project for eight months. That was our inspiration to start Rosie Fund, to pay it forward, to help other senior and harder-to-adopt dogs like Rosie find their forever home. Trying to figure out what we can do to help humans understand not only those dogs need us, but we need them. That the senior and harder-to-adopt dogs bring a special joy into your life. So now, Rosie Fund is our 501c3. We primarily feature senior and harder-to-adopt dogs to get them more exposure. We sponsor some dogs and make some contributions to causes that we feel are aligned with our philosophy of helping senior and harder-to-adopt dogs find their forever home. If you want to make a donation to Rosie Fund, go to rosiefund.org, but just as importantly, Share this podcast, not just this episode, but all the episodes of Dog Words, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The more subscribers we have, the more likely it is our videos get found by people looking for dogs, pits, Rottweilers, senior dogs, dogs with medical issues, and of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram.
0: If you follow us on social media or follow this podcast, you know that we did not stick to our declaration of never getting another dog again. We started volunteering at Casey Pet Project about a month, month and a half after losing Rosie and met Peaches. We fostered Peaches, I think, for a whole two days before we decided we needed to adopt her. So we've had Peaches
1: since January 2016. And someday we'll tell the story of Peaches. She is just as fascinating as her sister. I often want to say her older sister, but actually she's probably older than Rosie would have been. Rosie had a, yes. had a rough life. Rosie had lots of miles on her, and Peaches had a very good life and is able to handle the miles a little better. But that's a story for another episode of Dog Words. Dawn, thank you for helping me tell the story of Rosalita Patience.
0: Thank you, Phil.
1: I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. I want to thank alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Also, check out fiddlelife.com for Drunken Fiddles Online, Laurel's virtual fiddle classes. In addition to following Rosie Fund on social media, you can help us out by making Rosie Fund your charity with Amazon Smile. And if not Rosie Fund, any charity of your choice. It costs you nothing. Amazon has money to give charities and wants your help identifying worthy causes. Again, use your favorite podcast service to download and subscribe to DogWords. And please share this podcast. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the website, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words Podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other.